Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Are you hearing it? Are we ready? Are you hearing it in your headphones? Yes. I'm not hearing nothing. I'm hearing me. I'm hearing y'all. Yeah, good. Are we ready? Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Is this it? This hey, is it. it's the podcast. It's the Simon Says Podcast. We're the Get Up Show. Sean and Charlie and Maddie. This is Hi. podcast number 34. We've done Ooh. it. We're really making headway. 34, man. Loving this cool weather. Feeling like fall brings about all the memories of setting things on fire. I, I don't know why. <laughs> when you think about fall, it definitely brings about thoughts of fires for me. Well, Yeah, and just everything. Burning everything. <laughs> Well, it's like the other morning. The other morning, it wasn't even that cold, and I smelled a fire. And it's like someone already put a fire in the fireplace, and then it's like, oh, now I want one. I want to burn some stuff. (laughs) They love that stuff. And we were at the grocery store the other day, and they had a a million zillion pumpkins, and they're priced to move too. I try to always shop for pumpkins a little bit later in the year so that they don't become soup before October. Yeah, it's way too early right now. But gee whiz, they're everywhere and and they're looking good. They got those big fat stems on them where you can pick them up from the stems even though you're not supposed to. And they're like two for eight. And I, I like to buy them from the farmers, but they're more expensive than that. And I was thinking, do I go ahead and buy some pumpkins and then know that I'm gonna have to re pumpkin in a few weeks? Okay, so if you buy those pumpkins and you don't carve them, yeah. Well they they'll hang around for a while. Yeah, sometimes I sharpied I sharpied a pumpkin a few years ago, and it you know stayed decorated for a very long, long time. So if you just want them like for your porch decoration, your little happy fall, y'all, and thing, (laughs) you know, uh, you could probably buy them now. Just don't carve them. You know, we got one. Oh, go ahead, man. Oh no! So my wife is trying to curb her gourd, her decorative gourd habit. (laughs) Gourd. She 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 tried to make her own uh, uh, cement pumpkin using uh, old pantyhose and rubber bands and quick drag cement. What? And it went okay. So we now have one very heavy, uh, small gourd. So I'm waiting to see how much further she takes that. That's the craziest witchcraft I've ever heard of. Pantyhose and cement and rubber bands. Look, I didn't ask. I just said, okay, honey, you're doing great. (laughs) Love you. Wow. (laughs) That's a good husband right there. We used to get these giant pumpkins. We used to do an event every year called the Great Pumpkin Drop, where we would go out to Farmer Al's, (laughs) and we would get pumpkins that we claimed weighed 700 pounds. I think they were a few hundred pounds. They were definitely huge pumpkins. Yeah, they were big. I don't know how heavy they were, but yeah. And we would, you know, we'd give Farmer Al 100 bucks or whatever, and we'd drop those off of a crane. And they would splatter across a parking lot. And whoever had the most pumpkin in their numbered square 
would win a prize, and it was usually a cruise or something like that. But one time I was out at Farmer Al's, and he gave me this beautiful pumpkin, and I loved it so much. And he told me, now, when you get that home, you oil that up, it'll orange up. You put some oil on it, it'll orange up for you. And I was like, huh? Okay. Yeah. So that pumpkin was so beautiful, and I think I actually moved with that pumpkin. It was during the part (laughs) of the year where I was getting ready to move to the new house, and I moved with that pumpkin, and I had guests over for Thanksgiving, and that pumpkin was still there. And like, oh, my God, is that real? That's the prettiest pumpkin I ever saw. I was like, yeah, it's real. And it never had a blemish on it. And I never cut it, of course, and it sat there, and I oiled it like I was told to. And it stayed good until, I want to say, like, Valentine's Day, February, (laughs) somewhere in there. And at some point, I had to nudge it, move it to clean or something, and that's all it took. And like this, it just disintegrated. The black gold Texas tea oozed out of the side of that thing. Just, I was like, that's it. You can't, You had to take it out in shifts. You couldn't take that oh, whole pumpkin no. out of the house. Yeah, yeah. It was just a gurgling mess by that point. So be careful. If you, if, Wait, what kind of oil? I'm for, like right. for reals. I'm curious. Motor olive, oil. Olive oil. Ah, oh, interesting. Don't well, use your good olive oil. Use your your frying olive oil. Don't use your good flavor olive oil to orange up a pumpkin. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> so yeah, so fall's coming, and we're excited about that. We can't wait for fall. We love it. Also, another thing that you know kind of coincides with that: the Reese's pumpkins are back out. But Reese's is messing around, and they're going to make a Reese's cup with potato chips in it. What pothead came up with that? <laughs> absolutely genius one because i think that'll work i still feel like that's some of my favorite stuff you know like when they put all that in the ice cream like that's some of my favorite ice cream well again i feel like this only works with fresh potato chips it's gonna i feel like the chips are gonna get smushy and it's not gonna be as good i don't think it's the same chips i feel like they're special chips yeah like tater sticks like those yes. tater sticks, oh, man. That would oh, do it. Oh, tater sticks so good. Oh, yeah, man. Who doesn't love a good tater stick? Like, oh. Yeah, if you if you busted down some tater sticks and put them in a Reese's peanut butter, in a Reese's cup, that would hold up to the, you know, to the demands of Reese's <laughs> peanut butter, wouldn't it? Yeah, I okay, think maybe. so. You, yeah. just took, you just took me back to like elementary school, bro. Like, what, tater I, sticks? Yes. Oh, my God. I told you all the story about the truck that spilled tater sticks off 85 in Henderson that time, right? Oh, sure. And everybody was running out and grabbing oh, cans. Oh, my God. And yeah. And my friend William Dale down at the bottom of the street had a box full. This was big news when the, <laughs> when the tater stick truck overturned on 85. And it was right across the creek and right across the woods from where we lived. And of course, I was too late, but I got some of the spoils because he had a box full. And there was a few of us friends over there hanging out in the basement, which was kind of like the kids' lounge. Yeah. And we were talking about, well, what are we going to do? You know, it's a weekend. It's like, what are we going to do? I don't want to walk all the way to the mall. And another guy goes, what are you talking about? We got a whole box of tater sticks. <laughs> yes! Yeah. <Woo! laughs> Best hey! weekend ever. Yeah, man. So I think, yeah, that answers your question. If it's a thick, <laughs> hard chip, you ain't got nothing to worry about. See, so someone like that, who then got high and then had Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, said, hey, man, you put a handful nah. of these in your mouth and a handful of these in your mouth, I bet if you put them together, it'll make a million dollars. How many people out there right now are going, you know, I did that when I was in college. I did yeah. that when I was young, and I didn't make a million dollars out of it. What was wrong with me? How many things have you done and perfected during the course of your life 
that if you'd have been the one to pull the trigger on it, then you would be the one making the million dollars. Like I how can't. many things? Can't even tell you. But but can you think of one now? Because I know that I've had. How many times have I said to you guys, "Here's my next million dollar idea." You say it a lot. I, I feel. There was an app that I thought of, but now I can't remember what it was. I know. I can't think of any of mine right now, but I say that all the time. That's a million-dollar idea. I need to do something with that. But clearly, I would have forgotten it, and I'd be standing in front of my board of directors to make the presentation. I'd be like, uh. uh. <laughs> so, did either of you go to the beach at all this year during the summer? No. Kind of? Yeah, yeah, I did. There is this thing that you saw all over the beaches this oh, yeah. year yeah, and it's called tent. the shibumi yeah and it is literally a very long tent pole with a piece of fabric on it that blows in the wind and makes shade on the beach and there are there were like hundreds of them y'all these things cost 250 dollars a piece yeah and somebody and, from around here made it somebody yes. around here invented it yeah, it's a guy. I think it was a guy like at Oak Island or something. But anyway, he came up with it. And I mean, you counted them, and there's at within a four, I don't know, like a quarter mile stretch, you'd see at least 50 of them. Everybody's buying them up, and it's a tent pole with a piece of fabric on it. Why didn't yeah. I think of that? And it works with sand. You fill up part of it with sand, and that weighs it down so that it won't blow away on you. If you ever genius. watch the Mo Rocca's Innovation Nation on Saturday mornings on uh, WFMY like I do, you know that it's all the people who do that are the ones who are like, you know what would work right here? And then they actually make it. Whereas it sounds like we go, you know what would be great? And then like, well, I wish someone would make that. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. I'm going to crack open a beer and talk about it. Yeah. Here's well, an I'll, idea. I'll give you one. And this is so practical. But before I tell you that, I want to tell you that. What's the name of, of the... It's a Shibumi? Shibumi, yeah. Who else, when you hear that name, goes into song from the music man? Shaboopy, Shaboopy. Shaboopy, Shaboopy, Shaboopy. I know like you guys are in my that. It's like you're in my head. I know, I know, like <laughs> usual. But here's my innovation, and you guys are going to be like, OMG, you're, you're going to be a millionaire. It was nice knowing you, but I know it's time for you to fly. And it was nice knowing you, and this has been great. But listen to what I did. So on my player piano, it got stuck in harpsichord mode, which, God, you guys can imagine how embarrassing that is. Oh, wow. It is the worst. When you're playing a contemporary, like, Scott Joplin song, and it, it switches over into harpsichord mode and gets stuck that way, and you pull the little lever to go back to piano mode, and it does nothing, and you think... What has happened here? What kind of chicanery has gone on inside my player piano? Uh Whatever will I do? And then you lift the top and you open up the doors and you realize that somehow a spring has gone loose and fallen deep inside the player piano, probably never to be seen again. Because the only Uh thing to do then is to take the motor off and then get down in there with one of those magnets on a stick. You know, those things are cool. Those are oh, good I, Father's Day gifts. I, I thought the thing one. to do was to take a hatchet to it. Oh, stop. Stop <laughs> saying things. How dare but, you? But here's what here's what uh, what happened. So instead of dismantling the entire works of the hundred and something year old player piano, I looked at where the spring should have gone and I was like, huh, okay. There's a little hole there and there's a spot here where that should 
be on this control arm, which would pull this up to go back into piano mode so that it won't be in harpsichord when I'm playing a contemporary song because obviously that's out of place. Yeah. And that, that oh, yes. can't be right. So I found one of those little hook screws, you know, those hook screws that you put in the wall to hang something on. Yeah. yeah. And I put that into the hole where the spring would have gone and it fit perfectly. And I was like, okay, halfway there. And then I went into one of my many, many junk drawers. As you know, every drawer in my house is a <laughs> junk drawer. Yeah. And I got several bread ties and like twisted them, braided them together. And then I put that in the hole on the other end of the lever and secured that real good and then pulled it tight to where it was the exact right length of bread tie and then met it with the wall screw, the hook screw, and danged if that didn't work. And now my harpsichord slash piano bar works perfectly in my 100-year-old player piano. Boom. Why are you wasting your time on the radio when you clearly should be an engineer? Man, I know. these instructions, when you set put this out, it's yeah. going to be a bag with a hook screw <laughs> and like eight pages of instructions. Yeah. But I think the deal is I couldn't very well, like when you guys get home and you you start messing around with your own player pianos. Yeah. And you're yeah. messing with the harpsichord feature on it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. If something goes wrong and I'm trying to tell you this over the phone, you're going to be crying and crying. It's really a thing that I have to do in person. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's funny because oh. I kind of, the part of me, while you were just explaining that, mm-hmm. was crying and crying. <laughs> so, so I feel like it's like I Same already here. I already have my player piano ready to go to fix uh-huh. and yeah. you've just walked me through it and now I'm going to google it on YouTube. I wonder <laughs> what you would find. If you looked up my, Not that. my player piano stuck in harpsichord. I, I, <laughs> for real, though, I, I swear to God, you will probably find a video of someone like, hey, guys, listen, I have a player piano repair company, and maybe yours is stuck Absolutely. in harpsichord. Oh. Like, I figured out how to start my, I've got, my car has a it's stupid, the keyless start thing where you just yeah. have the fob and nothing else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work the other day, even though I had the key. It said there was no key. Anyway, Google it. And sure enough, there's a YouTube video. I now know how to start my car if my thing is dead. This is pretty awesome. Oh, so, so a video we have, for everything. Yeah, we have this hot tub that was given to us and it's something in the wiring is off and so my boyfriend's trying to figure out the proper way t- for us to hook it up. And he starts Googling. And there's a guy called the Spa Guy. And he answers every question you ever could possibly have about a hot tub. Is it Lee Majors? Oh, that's the Fall Guy. <laughs> no, that's the Fall Guy. It's either the Spa Guy or the Spa Man. But either way, it's any question you could ever think of. Yeah, when you talk about hot tubs and bad wiring, I don't know. I get yeah, those a little are two things. That, yeah, <laughs> well, what's even crazier is that in somewhere in one of his videos in the comment section, someone had asked him a question, and he was like, dude, I'm sorry I missed this comment. Call me. And he had his phone number there. And so my boyfriend actually dialed the number, and he answered. And it was it was funny because I was just listening. I had only heard the guy's voice from the video, and I'm like, "Wow, that's that guy." <laughs> huh. He's talking to him, asking him this question. That's pretty cool. See, yeah. I I would make fun of you know the whole thing with the kids in the YouTube videos and stuff. 
and I make fun of them for watching their videos and like, what are you watching? This is stupid. <laughs> I am obsessed currently with a guy who does off-road tow truck recoveries. He's based out of Utah. I'm like at the at the point where I want to buy his merch, but I've now <laughs> sit there and watch hours of this guy just t- towing people. Are you serious? How do you have time for that? <laughs> this this is what I do, man. Really? Um, I'm a connoisseur. Show prep. <laughs> yeah. Show prep. <laughs> I multitask. It's for the show. Uh, I don't love it. I guess I, if I wanted to, I'd have time for that. I just don't feel like I have time to get into that stuff. Or, or my head starts burning when I start watching that stuff. Oh, wait. Well, Shout out to, what oh, was it Winder or Winder Towing in Hurricane Utah and Matt and the crew, just in case they listen to the podcast. <laughs> just in case. Oh, sure. I'm sure they do. you got to mention, hashtag, yeah. you've got to hashtag a minute, and they'll check it out. Uh, we'll yeah. get new listeners that way. Awesome. Uh-huh. So I, w- I will say that I haven't gotten into any one of those, like one specifically that I'm just watching over and over again, but every time I go to find a video on how to do something, I end up watching 10 because I'm like, well, I'm not sure I like the way that guy did it. Maybe there's something easier or maybe there's something, maybe there's a different way. How can I say? Oh yeah. And I will end up watching so many videos. That's wild. I've never watched a video on how to do something ever. I just, always. if I'm going to fool with something, I'm just going to try and figure it out. Oh, see, this weekend yeah. I'm about to pull out the YouTube again because my leaf blower isn't working again. Uh-oh. So I'm about to fix it again. What? Speaking of electrocution, well, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gas powered. It's fine. I, I, it'll blow up before it electrocutes. Yeah, that's me. right. It'll just uh, be a ball of fire. It won't be yeah. electrocution. Yeah, in your face. Good to know. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about the white wire. He just has to worry about the hot fire. Uh-huh. Different. Hey. So we were talking, uh, well, we've talked many times. Our friend Russell, who listens, is a fellow UFO survivor like me. Mm. And as we know, UFOs have overtaken birds as a thing that people watch in the sky lately. There's a story this week about a UFO that was flying over part of New Jersey. And so many people videoed it and uploaded videos of it. And they stopped their cars in the middle of the street literally traffic stopped and people got out of their cars in the middle of the road and people are flying by honking their horns like what's going on here i'm driving here i'm and, driving here and they're they're videoing this ufo and they're describing it as they're they're videoing it they're like it's just floating there it just went in a circle there's a beam of light coming off of it and they're all just stupefied watching this ufo and come to find out it's the goodyear blimp yeah so <laughs> Was it really high up there that they couldn't read the words? Or uh, I'm not sure no, I understand how it you was mistake blurry. that. I mean, it was it was put it this way. It was off in the distance. So, you know, like you, you could see it for a ways out. And so that far out, you couldn't necessarily read the letters. You could just kind of see that, they ha- you know, they have that giant LED screen on it. So you could just see it was glowing. But still, it's like it's a blimp. If but, you've ever seen it, you would know it. But I guess could it be that these people... We're of an age that, that they don't have that, like that recall. It flies over every sporting event, though. But t- you con- know, it's constantly over golf tournaments and football games, and it's a- it's out there. It's not like it's been hiding since the seventies. <laughs> the world is so different right now that we're expecting something strange and odd at any turn. And I think that if the world were not upturned <laughs> yeah. the way it is, 
that maybe they would have allowed that that was the Goodyear blimp. But yeah, that's what that's what I think. I think people are just starved for another crazy thing, like you know, murderous rabbits swimming over from Asia or what? You know, that exactly. That they're like, oh, there it is. There's the UFO I've been waiting for. <laughs> But yeah, it kind of did look like the good. And even in the videos that they were shooting as they were describing the UFO that they were watching, I was like, yeah, it does. It looks like the Goodyear blimp to me. You know, I've I've started to think about whether or not I need to be on TikTok now just to find like these breaking news stories as they happen, because I feel like now if the aliens do land, the first place you're going to see it is on TikTok. Yeah, you're right. And like you're also going to see on TikTok, the first place you're going to see this on TikTok is when a girl feeds her baby alive doll peanut butter. <laughs> of course. So, I mean, you, you know, you got that too. Uh, uh. See, I want to see that. I want to see, uh, <laughs> you know, the hottest new trends. You know, what are kids rubbing on their face or dancing or, you know, like what's going on? But I think that when the aliens land, they're going to, you know, like we saw you on TikTok. Here we are. <laughs> Where's Travis have, Scott? We want his burger. I used to have Goodyear blimps when I was a kid. I didn't have the fancy ones. They used to have them hanging up in almost every tire store, gas station, whatever. They were little, little advertising pieces, and they were like balloons that were blown up. Did I ever tell you all that story? No. My dad used to procure them in his travels and he would come home and give those to me and they were the coolest thing they did nothing you know they were just a balloon but they had Goodyear Mm -hmm. written on them and they were so cool and we had a stove in the middle of the living room at that old farmhouse we lived in on the eastern shore and so I'd get my Goodyear blimp he'd come in the house with it and he had just gotten it fresh from a tire store or gas station or whatever I'd be like yes well yeah all right yeah a real toy oh my god and so I'd be playing with that, throwing it up in the air, catching it, running around the room and playing with it. <laughs> and that would last about the evening until it hit that hot stove. <clears throat> and then it would let out. It would hit that stove and it would let out a... <laughs> no, it's a big hole because it was a big hot stove. And all. <laughs> and that's the end of your Goodyear blimp right there oh, until he got man. another one. Yeah, I've been looking for one, too. I can't believe I haven't gotten one. I've replaced uh, all that stuff. Have I hate to s- tell you this. Um, my brother had the actual Goodyear blimp. They put out a toy that was like it looked like a model, but it had a, a little reel inside that had paper on it that had different messages, and you could even fill in the dots and make your own message on it. Oh, have you ever seen like the remote control, and not necessarily a blimp, but I have seen the remote control blimp, but... I wanted to get a while back the remote control, like Blimpy. Uh, it looks like a shark. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I really wanted that for a while, I, and there was no reason for me to have that. Like you put it in the water and scare people with it, like the no, uh, crocodile floats, head. No, it floats through the air. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it flies around. <laughs> Sharknado, hello. Nah, man, you need to get one to put in the pond when the kids are playing, like the crocodile head. That thing was cool. The remote control crocodile head for yeah, when kids or are the swimming. Fin, just a shark fin. Okay, here's a vintage inflatable Goodyear blimp, thirty plus inches long, fifteen dollars. That seems like there's no reason oh. not to buy that. Oh, you can right. get a couple of them, but it doesn't you know look like I, the one I had. You know what I have? Um, hmm. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's still pretty cool. From my somewhere along my travels in my radio station days, I'm not exactly sure where this came from, but I have a blow up Led Zeppelin. Ooh, whoa, that's cool. Just watch out for, uh, what, what was it, a radio tower? 
Hindenburg. Humanity. <laughs> You're talking about the Hindenburg. Yeah. Right. Well, same, same thing. Yes, it is. It's close enough. And, and no, Sean, you can't play with it because I don't want your wood stove to pop it. Well, I I can't find one online to to get my own. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking though. Oh, speaking of Led Zeppelin, vinyl record sales just recently overtook CD sales for the first time since the late 80s. Did you guys wow, see that's that? that's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember the last time that I bought an actual CD because for like the longest time I was capped in iTunes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like the vinyl thing kicked, and it's like, yeah, I that I bought more of those than I have anything else. Although I but, forgot how little I like to flip a record. It's like, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, that's true. You kind of have to be in the mood. For me, I have to be in the mood for one side of a record and then move on with my life. Don't you remember, though, like back when we were kids, you stacked up, you know, five of them and you only heard one side of each record, but you yeah. heard five records in a row. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you flipped them all over and I need heard a the turn, other side. I need the turntable with the automatic arm where it actually lifts the needle when you get to the middle, because that's the worst. Like, I'll be cooking dinner and it's just like... <laughs> and I'm like, I got my good chicken hands. Holy, jump up and sit down. <laughs> Original, amazing Led Zeppelin inflatable promotion blimp, 1969 issue. I bet yours isn't that old. But this no. one is $600 that I just oh, found. Oh, wow. Is it like a blow-up balloon? Yeah, it's a blimp. It has Atlantic Records Led Zeppelin on it. And yeah. it's got several tails on it. But this one says 1969. They may be just guessing that it's from 1969. Yeah, I know mine's not, obviously, it's not that old. But, wow, now I'm thinking I might be able to get some bucks for it. Here's a question. I was cleaning out my office, and I found a Sony Walkman mini-disc player with all the parts, all the accessories. Oh, my God. No, but listen, how long do you think it's going to take before that is a hot item? Like, how long do I have to sit on that whole set? Long Mm. time. Ah. 20 more years. Well, wait a minute. a long game. I'm looking at one now. (laughs) Is it in the box? No, it's not in the box, but I've got everything for it. Okay, everything with it, $125. If it's in the box, it's $190. Well, where do I find a box? (laughs) (laughs) You can make one. How much is just the box? Can I put those two things together? (laughs) I'm looking. I actually found that. Well, I was looking for a vi- when I remember when I told you like way back I was looking for that video game. There are people selling like I'm selling just the case, and it's like, well, why would sure. I buy that? Because so you're into so that yeah. someone wants to buy it in the case. Uh, exactly, man. Exactly. So you're dumb. not using your thinking brain there. I guess. So I got a phone call the other day. Um, I actually was checking messages on my home phone, which doesn't even work. I have it. Um, still plugged in for a burglar alarm, but I do not get calls on it ever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even work. But I'm checking messages on it, and it's like, you have seven new voice messages. And one of them is a message from my little girl when she was a tiny little baby, and I keep that. And the rest are usually hang-ups from telemarketers. And then one is this, this lady who I don't recognize the number, and she goes, hi, this is whatever my name is. And let me just say, you keep calling me several times a day, every day, to tell me about my student loans. Well, I don't have student loans. I have never had student loans. I will never have student loans. And will you please take me off your list? Oh, my goodness. Call my number. Not how any of this works. Or 
Did your number get spoofed? That's what I'm saying. I well, think that's my number exactly got spoofed. exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So do I call her back and say, hey, you called me about calling you about <laughs> your student loans, hey. but I didn't call you. It wasn't me. What do we do? <clears throat> Stop nah. calling me about calling you about your student right. loans. I have never called you. I will not call you. Right. <laughs> Please but, take my number. But while I've got you, how is your vehicle's <laughs> warranty? <laughs> Would you like some seeds? <laughs> but I wonder, do I do anything with that? Is there no. any recourse or do I just think, oh, that's funny and leave it? No. I bet there's a website. I mean, you could probably go online and look it up. Like, how do I report that my number has been stolen for the eyes nah. of the eyes Now you got me doing stuff. I don't want to do stuff. I Look, I, again, I don't think there's a magic way to do it, but I'm sure there's a way you can report it, but... What do you guys think about, what's that girl's name that we were talking about who gave her kids O'Doul's? It's somebody you know. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Why do we know her? Frozen. Because she's, well, yeah, she's been oh, on Oh, she's TV. the voice she of, was, yeah, she's the voice of Frozen. She plays yeah, Frozen she's Veronica in Veronica Mars. She's <laughs> yeah. been in a lot of movies. Disney yeah, so Frozen. She has two little kids, five and seven, I think are their ages, and she lets them openly drink O'Doul's in the house in front of everybody, like there's nothing wrong with it. Well, it's a non-alcoholic beverage. What's the problem? But it looks like a beer, and that's so, not cool. And it feels like a sneaker. <laughs> that's, I mean, <clears throat> you never let your kid drink Kool-Aid out of a wine glass? Mm, that's mm-hmm. totally different. No, it's not. It's if a it, non-alcoholic drink, but it looks like one. No, but it doesn't taste like wine. It'd right. be like... The whole thing is that they're tasting beer. Like, the number one thing that you always see is that when a kid tries beer, it's like, oh, why would you drink this? I mean, it's years and years later you learn to adapt. But what she's basically doing is getting them used to the taste. Now, that said, yeah, there's probably a very strong culture of not drinking because Dax is, is sober, but... At the same time, what? you're like you're introducing the taste, which is wait, the worst wait, wait. part. Have you ever tasted an O'Doul's? No. Yeah, that's not beer. Those things are terrible. <laughs> well, it's beerish. It's, no, it's beer-like. <laughs> well, Kool-Aid is wine-like, depending on what kind of wine you you're into. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ro- if you farm. drink a Lacroix, is that a gateway to a hard seltzer? They taste the same. No. Nah. It's not the same thing at all. No. Why not? Because it, it because they're all it's got a different flavor. No. See, I don't it even does, know does why. Not. I don't know why somebody different. who's in recovery would even want to have a non-alcoholic beer around. It's like, oh, I just love beer so much. I don't drink anymore, but I love beer. I gotta have some non-alcoholic beer well, around it here. It might make him. It might make him feel like he's drinking a beer, and that Did keeps it, him away from drinking a real one. Is there craft non-alcoholic beer? So, like, could you find some sort of beer, like non-alcoholic beer that has flavor? But would you want that? What's the point? Well, again, if you're somebody who likes the taste of beer, like if I'm somebody who drinks a lot of like craft beers and then I'm like, well, I don't want to drink anymore, but I still want to have something to drink. There's tons of them. I'm looking at it now. There's tons of craft non-alcoholic beers. All right. But I I don't know why in the world you'd want that. Why in the hell would you want that? I don't know. If you really enjoy the, I mean, some of them are actually delicious. If you enjoy that flavor, then Mm, why not? Yummy. The Sober Carpenter White. Or oh, the sounds terrible. <laughs> athletic Brewing Company Cerveza Athletica. That sounds like socks. That I can drink while I'm playing sports. 
<laughs> the Brooklyn Brewery special effects non-alcoholic. Mmm. It is special that effects. Should, that doesn't make any sense. Like I, my, my buddy Scott used to hate beer. He could not drink beer. He would hold his nose to drink a beer because oh. he wanted the effects of a beer. He was a, a wine cooler guy. I can't. But, I can't um, picture him not drinking. Beer. Oh God, I know. But he trained himself over the course of many years. He trained himself to drink beer. See, this is my concern. He he would not drink a beer because he hated the taste so much it would almost make him throw up. But he trained himself over the years to the point that now he is a champion, record-breaking dr- beer drinker. He can drink well, more beer than anybody you know. He should be very proud. <laughs> and that's what this woman is doing with her tiny little kids. No, she is she's is giving not. them O'Doul's now so that one day they will be the beer drinking, is screaming, is hollering, is out in the street waiting for their car to come. And <laughs> I like the bat with the demo. <laughs> <laughs> making a scene. And they can, when they're in therapy, they can say, well, mom used to give us O'Doul's. I... I don't think that this is a, that big of a problem. I really don't. Well, we can agree that you're wrong. May, is that like the same as me letting my kids get temporary tattoos and then then they're going to see be, they're going to be covered. That's right. Or Good. get them get get them some of that little kids fake weed. Let them let them roll their little fake doobies. Oh, I'll go get the. <laughs> I sent you the get picture. Some. I sent you the picture of the kitty joints. What is that? Where did you see that? It was you meow, sent me a- It was at uh, All Pets Considered. <laughs> Shout out to them on Battleground Avenue in Greensboro. But they had a whole line of kitty meowerwana. Yeah, it was. It's kitty catnip, but it was like it was like cool little joints. And what you do I, first? I was looking at. it, and I'm like, do you smoke it and then blow it at the cat's face, or is come the cat on, smoke? man? Now you break it open that for years. Sprinkle it out. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just fun for the owner on the way to giving yeah. it to the cat. It's like so it's, it's an inside joke. <laughs> it's really just catnip. It's yes. just in joint form. Yeah, it's Light. catnip with the That's added great. risk of being arrested. Also, it's a fun <laughs> prank to play on your friends. Is it? <laughs> Hello, 911. <laughs> but seriously. All right. Are we about at time? High school me would have sold those to somebody. <laughs> oh, God, don't say it. All right. Yes, we're about don't out of time. All right. Enjoy your O'Doul's with the kids if you're <sighs> going to be like that and oil up your pumpkin. Any uh, any parting <laughs> words there, Charlie? I'm good. All right. Maddie? I'm good. Man, I got to go find tater sticks now. Mm, you can do it. I wonder if they still come in cans. Remember they used to come yeah. in those little hard cans? They have to be in a can oh, with the pop-off can. top. Yes. Heck Yeah. We love you so much, man. If we get to do another one of these podcasts next week, I bet you I want it to be better than this one. Oh, we want to say hello to our friend Creed, who listens in Atlanta, Georgia, and will often call the Simon line at 336-373-0987 and make comments. And hey, Creed. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate any activity or any attention. That's why we do everything we do is for attention and, and love or, you know, even if you pretend it's cool. So, I think Creed hits us up on the Instagram, too. We got an Instagram? We do. It's 987Simon. Cool. Get on that, too, because I didn't know. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Next time. <laughs> bye, kids. Okay, bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.